You're listening to a message from Pastor Jack Holt at the River. This morning, my text is in John's Gospel, chapter 8. It's a text, and we'll read it just in a minute, but it says, those that believed on Christ, if you continue in the truth, the truth will set you free. And I want to talk about truth, when it sets you free, how it sets you free, and how you can apply this in your own faith spiritually. One of the things that I've learned is that you have to believe the truth to the point that it sets you free. And one of my favorite stories in the Bible is when Peter walked on the water. He sees Jesus in the midst of a storm and says, Lord, if it's you command me to come, steps out of the water and walks towards Jesus. And it's a terrific miracle, but then Peter, like many of us, got sidetracked, got distracted by the storm and began to sink. And Jesus grabbed him and said, why did you doubt ye of little faith? Now, God has a meter that measures people's faith. And that day, Jesus looked at him and measured his faith. And on that meter, you have the top part, which is all things are possible. You got the middle, which is it may be possible. And then you got the bottom, it's not possible. Well, Peter started out with all things are possible. But before it was over, he was down, it's not possible, and cried out, Lord, save me, and the Lord reached down and saved him. My question to you today, if I had that faith meter and I could measure your faith, what would it say? Would it say all things are still possible? Would it say that God's still able to bring you out of it into the abundance that you desire? Would you say that, or would you be like Peter? And this is the truth that we're going to bring out today, the difference between truth that is in the world and truth that is in the gospel. So look look up on the screen if you would, and I'll show you the, the verse that we want to focus in on. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, say they believed him. If you abide in my word and you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now, I want you to notice he uses the word truth there. And he's talking about those who believe in the things that Jesus said. If you continue to believe that, it will set you free. So whatever you're struggling with today, if you find the truth of God's word and believe it in it long enough, it will eventually set you free from financial debt, from physical problems, from bad marriages, from debt reduction. Come on, it it will set you free from the things that are oppressing you in your life. Amen? Amen. But the, the hard part, I think is the word truth there. You remember when Jesus was standing before Pilate and he was going to have him crucified and all that? You remember he stood before Pilate and he said that he came to testify or be a witness to the truth. You remember that? And then Pilate said this. He said, what is truth? Good question. In his culture, like in our culture today, truth is subjective. It really depends on the perception of the person. 
It really depends on how the person looks at it to determine whether or not it's true or not true. One person may believe it's true, the other person may not believe it's true. And our society that we live in today is inundated with that. Who would think that in the day we live in today, we're discussing whether or not a boy is a boy and whether or not a girl is a girl? I mean, where does that come from? It comes from the same type of thinking that Pilate had in his day that, hey, I feel like it's right. It must be right. But the good news is this. That truth won't set you free. The truth that will set you free is the one that comes from the creator God. It's not one that comes from the outward material world. It's not one that comes from our circumstances. It's not one that comes from our philosophers. It's one that comes from the creator God that created us. Praise God. Here it comes from that person who is spirit. And when you are spirit... What comes forth from you is not from creation. It is what created creation. And so today, as you're examining all the challenges in your life, things you want to be free in, the key to this thing isn't the knowledge that comes from the outside. It's the knowledge that comes from the inside, the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit in our life that testify to the works of Jesus, that testify to what the Father said to the Jesus. That's where the victory comes. And if we could dare to believe the truth that the Father has said through Jesus— Whatever you're facing, you're going to get deliverance from. See, there's a difference between subjective faith and faith that comes from the Creator. It's kind of like two people walk into a building and one says, oh, it feels like about 72 degrees. The other goes over to the thermostat and says, no, it's, it, it's not 72, it's 74 degrees in here. He's picking it from, one's picking it from his feelings, the other one's picking it up from the source that is heating the room. God is the source that is heating the room. If we want the correct temperature, we need to go to God's Word and determine what God's Word says. And the last time I checked, if you got physical body parts of a boy, you're a boy. And if you got them from a woman, you're a woman. Say amen, everybody. I know I don't want to get off on this. But I think it's ironic that we're struggling with the same thing that Pilate struggled with during his day. Now, here's the kind of truth that sets you free. The kind of truth that sets us free is a truth that believes in something that you cannot see yet in your life. That's the kind of truth. Many of you can't see yet in your life a financial breakthrough. You can't see in your life physical symptoms leaving your body yet. You can't see in your body a marriage that's been on the rocks for years coming together. You can't see yet that. But the truth of the Word says, if you go to God's promises and begin to believe what God's Word says, even though you can't see it yet, you believe it in your heart, and don't let what you see outwardly affect you, that truth will set you free, because that truth comes from God. That truth comes from Jesus. That truth comes from the one that created all things. Praise God. There's power in this. When you see that from that perspective, it really changes it. Think about Moses for a minute. Everything that Moses did, 
he had never seen done before. I mean, when he was delivering Israel out of Egypt, three to four million people, you remember they headed towards the Red Sea, which is a dead end, and the Egyptians are chasing them in chariots. He gets between a hard spot and a rock, and all of a sudden, he's got to believe that God's going to make a way in the sea. He's never seen the sea gel up on both sides. He's never seen the seabed go dry. He's never seen that ever happen before, but he trusted and believed God, and God did that great miracle and delivered God's people from it. Same thing happened in the wilderness. When he was in the wilderness, he had never seen anybody be fed from heaven with food. Never, never seen that at all. But he believed what God's Word said. And he'd never seen quail come into camp and fly three feet over the, off the ground and stay there while people walked over and grabbed them and then wring their necks. You know how you kill a bird, right? You just wring their neck. He'd never seen that before. Hallelujah. I've never seen a, a rock give forth water, but he believed. And some of you are here today, you're saying, I got this problem, Pastor, I don't know what to do about this problem. Go to the Word and begin to believe something that you haven't seen before. Begin to believe that your life is not going to be the same way it's been, that God's Word's going to come for, and it doesn't matter how, come on, see, see you understand this, that when, you're, when your meter of faith is up, you believe all things are possible. You believe you can get a job even when there's no jobs. You believe you can get a raise even when there's no raises being given out. You believe you can get a bonus even when there's no bonuses given out this is only for a message staff be quiet now don't take this <laughs> amen but you understand you have to be able to believe in something you cannot yet see based on what god's word says oh man you know i run into people all the time i run into drug addicts i run into people with bad marriages all the time and they have the same thing they say i don't believe he's ever going to change or i've tried to get off drugs i can't get off drugs they 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 they're they're they have the pilot faith where they only believe in what they've seen but when you come to christ you start believing in what you haven't seen what you haven't experienced a financial breakthrough what you haven't experienced god giving you opportunity in your life what you haven't seen is the holy ghost come on you and give you power to say no to drugs give you power to change give you power they haven't seen that yet but i want you to hear today as we celebrate the fourth of july the freedom i'm giving you a freedom that's better than the fourth of july it comes from god himself it'll break bondages in your life it'll break things in your life and there, there's a, a real balance to this in the faith because the bible says that we we walk according to the flesh in this world i mean you know you see a, a red light it's red you stop i mean you know we pay our bills when they come to us uh, we we operate in the natural but that doesn't mean that we can't also operate in faith when we have a need in our lives. There's a balance to it. I was reading the other day about seals that don't get eaten by great white sharks. And I was fascinated with it. You ever watch sharks eat seals? And so I'm studying this, and they said this about seals. They said, the seals that live when the, 
great whale tries to kill them are the ones that balance on the nose of the shark. So when the shark comes up, the seal gets up on the front of the shark there and kind of balances, and he's got his mouth open, but he's not falling into his mouth. And then when the shark starts to go down, he jumps back off. And then the same process goes over and over again. I feel like Christianity is like a balance. We got a balance. I'm in the world. I got to do what's going on here. I got a doctor says I should take these pills. But on the other hand, by his stripes, I am healed. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that I'm to tithe and get offerings, but yet my checkbook says I don't have the money to do it. And there's a, there's a balancing act that has to do that. And if you don't need it right, you get eaten by the shark. Say amen. So, so this morning, as we celebrate this freedom, remember, freedom costs you faith. You got to have faith that works. You got to be able to believe in something you can't see if you want to get out of the situation you're in. You got to believe it's going to be better even when it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. You got to believe it's going to get better. You got to be optimistic. You got to be positive. You got to say, Lord, I don't know what I'm going through. I don't know why I'm this far into it. But Lord, you said that you would deliver me, and I'm standing on that promise that you would deliver me. You said, Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver us out of all of them. Praise God. And Lord, I'm claiming right now this deliverance, no matter what weapon comes at me, you said it won't prosper. You said I'm the head. You said I'm the tail, or I'm the head, not the tail. Hallelujah. And so as we get into this, I want you to evaluate that. And I want you to remember something about all the miracles Jesus did. They all broke limitations in people's lives. Every one of the miracles. When he healed the man that was born blind, here's a man who had never been able to get up in the morning and see the sunset rise. He had never been in Maui and saw the sun come down. He had never saw the beauty of colors, the rainbow. He'd never been in his house and, and, and seen the beauty of changing the color of a room. He'd never seen the beauty of, of a, a wedding or whatever it may be. Never saw that. He was limited. Had to have people direct him around. Couldn't get up to the top shelf. Had to get someone to help him to get it. But when Jesus opened his eyes, the truth set him free. Now he could enjoy the things he couldn't enjoy before. Or how about the man that would have been crippled all those years that Jesus healed? Here's a guy that couldn't, couldn't do yard work, couldn't uh, fix the family car, couldn't do this, couldn't do that. And when the power of God, when he believed in what Jesus said, he was set free from those limitations. And I'm prophesying to you today that God wants to set you free from your limitations. The devil comes at you. He wants to kill, destroy you. He wants to limit what you can do in your family. He wants to limit what you can do in your life. But I'm telling you that the truth Jesus gave us is designed to set us free and to increase the revelation of God in our lives and increase the blessing of God in our life. Come on, church. Give God praise for this. One of the things that I notice when you believe in the truth 
and the truth sets you free is this. This is the key thing. You have to believe in the impossible to the measure that it's bigger, much bigger than the problem that you're facing. Now, let me explain that. Do you remember the first miracle that Jesus did? Turning the water into wine, and I'm not preaching this so that you'll go get drink wine, but the first miracle that he did was to turn the water into wine. He took it out of six containers of water that were 30 gallons each. Now, I want you to see this. He tells them, fill it up to the brim with water, then take it and show it to the host. Do you know how much wine that is? That is 120 gallons worth of wine. In a wedding that was half over. Why did Jesus provide so much? Let me break it down. It's 1,000 bottles of wine for a wedding that's half over. Why did he do that? Because the truth doesn't just get you free for today. It gets you free for tomorrow. Let me say it again. The truth doesn't just get you free for today. It gets you free for tomorrow. It, it has the power to give you freedom, not only in the immediate moment, but all through your life. Bless you. You see the same thing in the Old Testament. The prophet Elisha was in his home with his servant. And you remember the king brought his army to try to arrest Eli Elisha because he was telling the, the, the king that he was fighting where they would try to ambush him and so forth. So the servant that morrow was going out to get water or whatever he does to take care of Elisha, he looks and sees all these soldiers, all of them. And he goes back in and he's freaked out. And the prophet says, there's more with us than with them. Now watch. He prays, the servant goes out, God opens his eyes, and he sees chariot after chariot with angels in it. And there's more chariots and more angels than they are the enemy. I want you to understand that. Whatever you're coming against now, the angels, there's more angels than there is demons. There's more, come on, there's more power than anything else in your life. It's, it's all, it's, hallelujah, Jesus. It's that type of faith and truth that sets you free. And I know many of you want to be free today. The truth will set you free if you see it from that perspective. Even Abraham, when God promised him a child, he says, oh, and by the way, your descendants are going to be as the stars of the sky, as the sands of the sea. In other words, it always far exceeded the disappointment, far exceeded what it looks like it could be. Because whatever God gives you in faith is not just for today, it's for tomorrow. What God gives you in faith today to restore your marriage will restore it the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. And I'm telling you right now, I've seen people go through unfaithfulness. I've seen them go through drug abuse. And I've seen them set free. And they're still free today because their faith believed in the truth. And the truth broke the shackles that tried to come back on them later in their life. It broke it. And what happened back then doesn't happen again can because that's the power of believing in what the truth says. Amen. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, I believe the truth has set you free from whatever is limiting you in your life. And I'm going to believe with you 
that it'll come to pass and you'll be blessed. Look at this verse, 1 Corinthians 1.20. We try to solve spiritual problems in our world with natural means, but spiritual problems can only be solved with the truth of God's Word. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen and the things, watch this, which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. In other words, I'm preaching you truth today that'll bring to nothing the disease that's trying to kill you. I'm preaching you truth today that'll bring to nothing the behavior and the attitude that's trying to destroy your marriage. I'm giving you truth today that, that will bring to naught the rebellion that is in your children that you're afraid about, that they're going to miss God, that they're going to go to hell. I'm giving you truth today that'll bring it to naught. It won't have the power anymore to bust you to mess you up, to destroy you in your life. Hallelujah. You know, my wife, she's really a faith girl. And uh, one of the things I've learned from women, particularly my wife, is they always want to get the full meal deal that you pay for. I mean, if there are bond bonds that go with it, Oh, they want to get the full meal deal. And I don't know how many times I've been driving through McDonald's and I get a meal. My wife says, let me see the bag. Wait, wait a minute. They didn't put any chicken McNuggets in there. They're supposed to be. Where's the French fries? I, no, we, no I, I told them. They give me a small pop. I, I told them the large one. And I say, oh, excuse me. We ordered the meal. Sorry, sir, we messed up. Give it to you. We got to do the devil the same way. The devil will try to bargain you out of the full meal deal. My Bible says in Psalms 103, forget not all of his benefits. Jude 8 says that we are to work and receive the full reward of our faith, not part of it. I don't want to get some salvation. I want to get all the salvation. I don't want to get some healing. I want to give all the healing. I don't want to get some breakthrough. I want to get all the breakthrough that God promises. Because when Jesus went to the cross, he died for each and every one of us. Hallelujah. He paid the price for the whole meal deal, and we got to receive the prosperity. We got to receive the healing. We got to receive the peace. We got to receive. Come on. Hallelujah, Jesus. We got to receive it all. Woo. And I love that. And, and that's what the Lord does if we would dare to believe the truth and not let the devil negotiate us out of it. Oh, this is good enough to just be quiet. No, it's not good enough you got a job. No, that's not good enough. What's good enough is when you got your bills paid off and you got more than enough with plenty left over. It's not good enough your spouse hasn't got the bags packed ready to leave. That's not good enough. Not good enough till she's chasing you around the house. Say amen. Uh, let me give you two verses. Psalms 24, 1 says... The earth and the fullness belong to the Lord. Amen. So it's ours. Psalms 2.8 says this, 
that ask of me of the nations and I will give to you as your inheritance. And then it says, and I will also give you uh, the possession of the ends of the earth. In other words, it's all ours, church. And I'm so glad I'm preaching to a church that wants it all, a church that isn't going to settle for just enough, a church that, no, we're going to get it all. We're going to get everything that Jesus died for on that cross. We're not going to retreat. We're going to press in. We're going to believe because our meter is up. We believe all things are possible in this generation to change it. We believe our faith is possible to change what's going on in our culture. We believe everything is possible in Christ, and we can reign in these last days instead of being reigned upon. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, Satan loves it when you get saved and you stay sick. He loves it when you get saved and you stay broke. He loves it when you get saved and you still have a terrible marriage. You know why? Because you don't have a witness. But when you have a witness of, his, of God's power, he gets nervous because it attracts other people to the faith. You did what? God did that for you? Oh, my goodness. Tell me about this Jesus. Yeah, I want to, where do you go to church? Oh, yeah, you go to that guy with that white hair? Yeah, come on out, man. Praise God. You know, my hair actually was brown, but I had that burning bush experience <laughs> during COVID. Amen. Let me give you, and I'm going to wind this down, a very powerful truth. In Genesis 1:26, when God created man before he fell, he created man in his own image and likeness. And that's the image that God would reign through in that image. After he sinned, condemnation came into the world. And the ability of God's power to flow through man was hindered because the image of man was distorted by condemnation, by guilt, and shame. Now listen to me carefully when I say this to you. Romans 8.1 says, Now there is therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. You need to believe that so that God's power can flow through you. If I took a, a, some water and put it in a container, a glass container, and I shined a light through it, if the water's clear, the light goes right through, right? The Bible says the entrance of his word gives light. I'm giving you light this morning. Amen? The power operates through the light. But if you take that same glass, put some mud in it and mix it up, and shine the light, the light won't shine through it. You may be here today and you don't know the truth that God has delivered you from condemnation. You may believe that you are nothing. You may believe that you can't do it. You may believe that you're not deserving of anything from God. But I'm here to tell you the truth, that when you accept Christ, you are created, say created in righteousness and created in holiness. You know what create means? It means that you had nothing to do with the creation. A baby doesn't vote on whether they get conceived. A baby is conceived by the parents. You, when you're born again, listen to me, you, oh, hallelujah, on, Jesus. 
created things, created things are not created by anything they did. You've been created the righteousness of God because of what Jesus did. You've been created in holiness because of what Jesus did. And because of that, the light of the gospel that gives you the promises of God, that gives you the breakthroughs of God, that give you the blessings of God can shine through you in your life. But you got to stand up in Christ and receive it. You got to stand up and say, yeah, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm not standing in my perfect. I'm standing in Jesus' perfection. I know that I don't deserve it, but Jesus deserves it. And I'm standing in his power right now, today, to receive what I need in my time of need. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Guilt, shame. Oh, my goodness. That will cripple what God wants to do in your life and cheat you out of the blessings. Now, I'm going to give you something, and I'm going to wind this down, why most people cheat themselves out of what Jesus did for them. It's because they believe wrong and they confess wrong. Let me say it again. If you believe wrong, you'll confess wrong. And if you believe wrong, confess wrong, you will open doors in your life that God never wanted to open, and you will close doors that God wanted to open. Let me read you a verse. Proverbs 6, 2, look what it says. You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. Oh, my goodness. Our world is inundated with fear. And what people don't realize is fear has parents and fear produces children baby fears you got a fear today but this and that in your life god did not give you a spirit of fear but a power love and a sound mind those those fears will produce baby fears that's why you can be preaching in church you can have a single person out there that's afraid that they'll never get married they finally get their faith up, they get married, and now they're afraid they won't be able to have children. Or they're afraid later that their children are not going to serve God. These fears keep going. But we got to stand on what the Word says and say, God did not give me a spirit of fear. And Psalms 37, 4 says that God will remove all the fear from my life. Hallelujah. But if you confess wrong, you will close the door of the blessing. So be careful what you believe. Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11 makes this powerful statement. It says that my word will not return void, but will accomplish there, there which I have sent it. It will prosper. People read that verse all the time, but they misinterpret it. God's not talking about his word coming out of his mouth. He's talking about his word coming out of your mouth. He's not talking about when he created creation and spoke out of his own mouth. He's talking about when his word comes out of his people's mouth. He says, if you don't, if you believe what my word says coming out of your mouth will not return void in your life, but it'll accomplish that which I've sent it. But you got to get his word in your mouth. You remember in Genesis account when God created creation? It said, verse 1, God created the heavens and earth. Then it goes out of verse 2, 
It says this, that the earth was without form and void. In other words, it's invisible. And it says the word void there, it means empty. It means confusion. It means barrenness. But it's invisible. Now, many people believe that the earth went through a fall or the dinosaurs or whatever. I'm not into that today. But the point is, is it does say that the earth in an invisible form was like that. And then it says the Holy Spirit was hovering over it. I want everybody to stand up right now. I want you to understand the Holy Spirit was hovering over something that was empty, something that was dry, something that darkness was over. Not just darkness of lights being turned off, but darkness of evil. The Holy Spirit was, was hovering over the trouble. The Holy Spirit is hovering over us right now. You're struggling in your marriage. You're struggling with your finances. You're struggling with your well-being. You're struggling with your mental health. You're struggling with your physical body. The Holy Spirit is over it. But did you notice nothing happens until verse 3? Nothing happens until God speaks. God wants you to know this morning that you need to start speaking over the trouble in your life. You need to start declaring what God's Word says about your marriage. This is how you become a virtuous woman. This is, how becoming, this is how you become the head of the house and love your wife as Christ loved the church. This is how you get rid of depression. This is how you get rid of anxiety is by the Holy Spirit and the word being spoken over the problem that's going on in your life. One last verse. Put it on the screen. Look at it. I create from the fruit of your lips. Peace, peace to him who is far off, to him who is near, says the Lord, I will heal him. God creates from what comes out of your mouth. He creates a better family from what comes out of your mouth. He creates a future that comes out of your mouth. I want everyone to lift your hands up to heaven right now and begin to thank him. Begin to thank him for a great family. Begin to thank him for a great country. Begin to thank him for the prosperity that God has given you. Begin to thank him that you're healthy, wealthy, and wise. Begin to thank him that he is your doctor. He is your provider. Begin to thank him for it. Father, thank you so much. Holy Spirit, we know you're over the chaos. We know you know the ins and outs of the chaos. We know you know all of that. And we speak the word of life over it. Holy Spirit, go to work. Go to work as we declare victory.
as we declare healing in Jesus' mighty name. Thanks for listening today. For more messages like this one, check out our podcast, River App, and our website at theriver.church. We're the river, and we're doing life together.